Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. All right, welcome to another episode of the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. I am your host, Dr. Barry Perry, your favorite board-certified internist, founder of drbarrypierre.com, as well as the CEO of Pierre Medical Consulting, helping you empower yourself for better health with the number one podcast of patient advocacy, affirmation, and education. Welcome to 2022. This is the first podcast of the new year, and we are getting right back where we left off. We're talking about COVID, ladies and gentlemen. This is a solo episode with yours truly. We're going to give a nice little COVID-19 update. More importantly, we're going to touch on Omicron and what to expect for the year 2022. Like always, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. And if you have not already done so, send this out to one friend, five friends, maybe 10 friends, and get them up to date on what's going on with COVID-19. And first of all, welcome to 2022. Obviously a a topic uh, that, again, I, I didn't, I was hoping that I wouldn't have to be giving continued updates on, but we are here, the year is 2022, and we are giving another update this week here on the show. And I wish I could be giving you news like, hey, guys, we're about to round the corner. Like, I, I, I think we're getting to that turning point. Life's starting to move on. But the, but the reality, but the reality is, is that it's looking like we're almost starting like we never left. And more importantly, this edition is going to be really focused on the Omicron variant and how it has really taken over the world. So let's obviously, you know, when I like to do these COVID updates, I like to kind of, you know, give, you know, at least the real time numbers now. So you guys can kind of have an idea of, you know, especially depending on when you're listening to this or when you're watching this, kind of have an idea of where we're at versus by the time you listen to it, where we're at. So first and foremost, let's start um, here. You know, I like to give my the cases and deaths, United States as well as worldwide. So let's start. Here in the United States, we're up to 54.9 million total cases of COVID-19 since the start of the pandemic with 824,000 deaths. And that number is such a sobering conclusion to the fact that we did not start like we were supposed to start. We didn't get buy-in like we were supposed to get buy-in. And you know, am I gonna am I here to tell you that we could have saved all 824,000? No. But there are a lot of lives here that unfortunately were taken away from us because we weren't prepared like we needed to be prepared. So let's, again, which is extremely unfortunate um, with things going on. So worldwide, we have a total of 289 million cases with about 5.4 million deaths. So this, again, is a virus this is a pandemic that has taken the lives of many, that has changed generations of families. And I, I wish I was being hyperbolic. Generations of families will be permanently affected because of what this virus has done across the world. And, you know, you know, it, it is sad to sad to see, right? Especially as an internal medicine physician, a hospital physician, and one who has taken care of patients, you know, right from the beginning. 
And to kind of see, you know, fast forward here in the year 2022, kind of where we're at, it, it's it's almost disheartening. Sorry to break your concentration. I know you were probably knee deep into today's episode, but do not forget, check out our Lunch and Learn community store, shop.drbarrypierre.com. Remember to use the code EMPOWER10 and make sure you are leaving us a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Thank you. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Let's talk about vaccines because I think if, if if we're going to talk about kind of progress, we did have to also talk about you know where we're at as far as the vaccinations are concerned. Again, here in the United States, 508 million doses of vaccines have been given, with about 204 million people being fully vaccinated, which roughly is about 62%. Which again is again when you when you especially when you see kind of the media portrayal on either side, right? You 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 would assume that, you know, that number, I think a lot of people would assume that number is a lot lower. And and obviously, you know, remember our goal was kind of being we need 70%, 70%, right? So again, we're 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 marching to that 70%. But unfortunately, because of how long it's really taken to get there, right? To get what we would consider herd immunity, you know, a lot of lives are being lost. And you know, like we'll talk about, you know, mutations occur. And this is something, especially, especially if this may be your first time either watching this or listening uh, to me kind of speak on the virus and just what COVID-19 has done. One of our fears, one of our fears, especially in the healthcare community, public health community, when we when we kind of first started this thing out, is that we knew that if we did not get a control early, that mutations were going to occur. Why? Because we know mutations always occur. So it wasn't and I've seen people kind of say this across social media platforms. Having variants isn't a surprise to us. We knew it was going to occur, especially with a virus that replicated as fast as it did, that spread as much as it did. We knew variants were going to occur. But what we were hoping is that if we would, you know, dig our heels in and, you know, protect ourselves, wear a mask, social distance, get vaccinated, that we could kind of reduce the time frame that it would take for a lot of these variants to occur. Unfortunately, that did not go out as planned, and we're kind of here where we're at now. So when I when I hear disingenuous people kind of talk about, oh, I, I told you the vaccines didn't work, look at all these mutations, they're being disingenuous because we already knew that even if we could have got 80%, 90% of people vaccinated in a month, that we were still going to have mutations. That, like, that is just kind of the natural life cycle of what this virus and viruses do, especially in infections and the way it spreads. So again, um, 62% fully vaccinated, you know, kudos to to those who've been vaccinated. And um, we'll talk about the boosters because I think it's a very important uh, conversation piece as well. Right now, worldwide, we have 8.8 billion people fully vaccinated with 3.7, I'm sorry, uh, 8.8 billion people worldwide who have gotten at least one dose of the vaccination with about 3.77 fully vaccinated, making about 48% of the world fully vaccinated against this virus. Again, pandemic, COVID-19, we're going on year three of 2022. And in a few months, again, it's going to look like we're right where we started, right? And, you know, for those who are watching um, the YouTube uh, video, I would definitely kind of post a uh, you know a graphic just so you can kind of get an idea of just how bad it is now versus how bad it's been before. Like we thought, 
previous waves were bad. Like we thought previous waves were bad, and we we knew previous waves were bad. I've had uh, several amazing guests here on the show, kind of talk about understanding that the waves were coming, and understanding that you know, despite any rhetoric that you know it, we were probably going to see more and more waves. But I don't think many of them would have expected the waves to be higher than what they've been in the past, and that's what we've seen with the subsequent waves. So, and, and again, to kind of give an idea for people who are thinking like, oh, when is this pandemic ending? Every time we get a new wave of infection, the, the wave, the high, the, the number of infections, the number of deaths increase, which means the waves get higher and higher than it was before, right? Which means we're not going in the right direction. If, if I told you that we had, you know, another variant come down the line, but, you know, the number of new cases, even though it didn't bump, it didn't bump as high as the last wave. You say we're kind of doing a good job. But if I told you, hey, we're getting more mutations, we're getting more variants, and every time we get a big one, you like the 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 waves is higher and higher, which again, like I said, I'm gonna show in a nice little graphic uh, for my YouTube followers. Um, it, it's it's sad, right? And again, as as a healthcare worker who's on the front line who always sees it, and especially now, because I work in kind of I work in like different uh, aspects of healthcare, right? So not only do I take care of patients in the hospital, in the acute setting. I take care of patients in what we consider kind of the long-term care. And I'm seeing a lot of my COVID patients who aren't sick enough to stay in our acute hospitals, but they're, they're definitely not healthy enough to go home. They're definitely not healthy enough to go to any rehabs. A lot of them are still, you know, with a trach, which is in the tube that helps breathe through their neck. A lot of them have PEG-2, which is kind of uh, an alternate feeding nutrition. Uh, and then I'm even in the rehabs as well. So I'm seeing people in different factions, right, um, dealing with COVID in one way or the other, which is, again, just sad. But, you know, being able to kind of see it all all levels uh, just un- underscores, you know, how important it is to try to stop it. I've, I've said in the past with me, my biggest goal is always how can I bankrupt the quote unquote system, right? How can I make it so that I can prevent you guys from going to the hospital? Because I know going to the hospital, one, you're not guaranteed to leave the hospital, but more importantly, you're not guaranteed, even if you do go home, you're discharged, um, you're not you're not guaranteed to be discharged in the way you came in. And, and understanding that, knowing that, that's why, again, that's why we, prevention, prevention, prevention. That's why, especially here on this channel, we always talk about the vaccine, right? Because we know there's there's no reason, no reason whatsoever that I should be promoting treatment over vaccine. Like that does not happen in medicine. And the the rhetoric that I see, especially for those who are detractors, again, if you follow, if you watch my Real Physician React series, a lot of that is just kind of satire on, you know, people who, you know, really are making their their fame, uh, their stake to fame and in, in trying to debate on, you know, how good the, the vaccines work and all this. It's just, it's just a scary, scary time that we're kind of living in right now um, where people would rather us champion the treatment of a disease versus actually getting the disease. Like I don't, it, it doesn't happen anywhere else, right? Like there's no other disease where we're like, you know what, go ahead and take this blood pressure medication, but don't, you know, reduce your salt intake in your diet to try to help with your blood pressure, or, or try to help with your blood pressure not getting high in the first place. Like it doesn't happen. So let's talk about the Omicron variant. Let's talk about kind of where we're at and how quickly this has occurred, right? So at the end of November, end of November, I posted a video on 
one of my live stream videos, I forget which one, right? Where I kind of gave a quick little update on what Omicron variant was, what do we need to be concerned about. Um, first discovered in South uh, Africa. And when I say first discovered, it was the first time, you know, they were testing for different variants. And that's kind of where it, it kind of popped up. And what occurred uh, was one, didn't make any sense to me, right? And I, I've been on record saying it a lot, where we had travel bans to South Africa, like, you know, here in the United States, other parts of, of the world are like, all right, if you're from uh, South Africa, if you're going to South Africa, you're, you're, you're banned from traveling or we're restricting your travel, which again, didn't make any sense because we're in a pandemic. And, you know, people have been traveling since the pandemic started. Obviously it reduced severely when there was lockdowns everywhere, but once, you know, lockdown started open being, uh, you know, unlocked down, people were traveling everywhere. So for us to think that, banning travel or having restrictions on South Africa made any sense in the world, like from the public health perspective and me from the common health, common sense perspective, didn't make any sense whatsoever, but we did. And then we found out that, you know what, Omicron variant is kind of everywhere. So it was very that yeah, it was originally, originally diagnosed and kind of discovered in South Africa. But once it was diagnosed there, what it did is prompted other parts of the world to say, hey, we should test for this variant too, because we just want to make sure. And, and especially just for, you know, just kind of so we can kind of get wrap our minds around, especially here in the United States. Um, at the end of November, the Delta variant, which again, we know what the Delta variant did, we know what it did over the summer. The Delta variant was responsible for 99% of new cases of uh, COVID-19 here in this country, 99%. And at the end of November, when we started, you know, testing for the Omicron variant, it was like 0.5%, you know, to 1%. And then that number just kind of ran up. And running up is like, you know, <laughs> is an understatement. So um, how is this different? How is Omicron variant different than our Delta variant or even other variants? So we know that as viruses replicate, they will mutate. And as they mutate, variants will occur. So this variant had a lot of mutations around the spike protein. You guys have heard about the spike protein a lot. It's it's obviously the, been the, the biggest area from a targeted therapy-related standpoint as far as their vaccines are concerned. So there's a lot of mutations there. And what they were noticing in South Africa is that, hey, you know what? Like this spreads a lot, lot quicker and a lot more than even previous variants, which again, when, when you have mutations, again, viruses are smart. When you have mutations, they're going to figure out better ways to live because viruses want to live. So they're going to replicate and they're going to do what they need to do to continue living. So here you had this variant, Omicron variant, that figured out, hey, you know what, if I just mutate a couple places here and there, it's about 30 mutations. Again, not here to bore you with any scientific facts uh, from that standpoint. But it was a lot of mutations that allowed it to be able to spread much more rapid than it had before, which is why they were able to pick it up so quickly in South Africa, because it soon became the dominant strain in South Africa. And as they started testing for it across the world, they started noticing, oh, yeah, we're seeing an uptick here, too. We're seeing an uptick here, too. Like first here, I think California and New York and all these other places started having it here in this country first. Which, again, like I said, when, when I say started having it, not that it just popped up out of nowhere. It was already here. We just were not testing for it because at the time we were primarily testing for the Omicron variant. But once we set our sights and said, hey, I need to start testing for this Omicron variant, guess what happened? We started finding a lot. 
and finding a lot is now an understatement, right? Let's so let's think about how bad it has gotten. Remember, I talked about how in the beginning, 99% of cases of COVID-19 were due to the Delta variant. By the end of December, by the end of December, 73% of the new cases were due to the Omicron variant. Like, let's think about that. 99% due to Delta by the end of November, let's say November 26th, let's say Thanksgiving timeframe, aka traveling, aka families getting together. And then by the end of December, right, right after Christmas, 77% is now due to Omicron variant. And when I tell you our numbers are staggering, there are graphs, and we'll, we'll post a few graphs um, on the YouTube channel so you can kind of get an idea. Like our curves, our, our ways, our peaks are even higher. Um, we are now in the year, 20, like the end of 2021, going to be in, the end 20, in 2022, we are setting records for new cases of COVID-19, not just for the year, for the entire pandemic. So if I told you, if I told you that we have a disease that we are going to discover in the end of uh, 2019, really get fully kicked in off 2020, and then at the end of 2021, we are still going to be having record new highs as far as cases across the world, cases across states. Uh, I'm in Florida, and those who have, I've kind of I've been on record before, Florida, especially with our leadership, right, quote unquote, we act as if COVID is not a thing to be concerned about. And even we can't hide the fact that our cases are increasing, our hospitalizations are increasing, like everything is getting worse. And we're going into the year, we're here now, we're in the year 2022, and as if we have like no clue what to do with this virus, right? And that is one of the most scary things. That is one of the most disheartening things, especially as a physician who takes care on the groundwork. You know, that's, that's one of the most disheartening things because it's like, like, what did we actually learn over these past two plus years that we did not implement? Because clearly, clearly something was lost um, in that process, right? And, and and I tell people the way we used to take care of patients prior to vaccinations, prior to actual even really treatment remedies versus the way we take care of now is so drastically different, but still we're having to take care of so many people. Now, what we do know, what has been kind of theorized is that this Omicron variant isn't as severe, right, from a severe illness standpoint. So we are getting, though we're getting an increased amount of cases, those, they're not severe cases. They're not like Delta severe. But the problem, and the reason why I want to caution that frame of thought, especially for, you know, those who, you know, are outside looking in or may just not be kind of, you know, intellectually aware that, just because it's not as severe as the Delta variant, right? It's previous, you know, big dog in the yard does not mean it's not as dangerous because if more and more people are infected with COVID-19, that just means there's more and more opportunities for people who, again, who, who may not be able to put up the good fight to, you know, succumb to this disease. And, and that's why when you, when we talk about like, what, what do we have? What are your options, right? Especially I, I've talked about the vaccines. The vaccines obviously here, right? Johnson Johnson, here in that, I'll talk about the United States. Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, Pfizer. We have boosters available uh, for them as well. 
And we've gotten to the point where we're saying, hey, if you're fully vaccinated, but you have not gotten your boost yet and you're eligible to get it, you might want to get your booster. Like that is what these variants have done. And when I say that, we're not shocked. We're not surprised. Like this is not this is not a plea for everyone to go get the vaccine and the booster because I want to make money, which I, I've been acu- I've been accused like for those, especially my YouTubers, even my my Lunch and Learn podcast listeners who are watching this, go to my YouTube channel again, drbarrypierre.com slash YouTube or watchdrbarry.com. And just and go to my Real Physician React series on that playlist and just look at some of the comments that I get there, right? They're absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. But it's telling because those are real people behind those comments. Those are real people behind those comments. And the amount of people who assume that I'm somehow getting paid, um, somehow bought out by the pharmaceutical companies, somehow, quote unquote, pushing my vaccine agenda, like the amount of people who have that train of thought, despite the fact that Again, we, we talked about the numbers, uh, 824,000 here in the United States, 824,000 people have died since the start of the pandemic, uh, 5.4 million worldwide have died. Like this, despite seeing those or hearing those types of numbers still feel like there's some undercover agenda that physicians across the world, healthcare across the world, public health professionals across the world, people of common sense um, are pushing on them is astounding. So again, we're like, what do you do with that, right? Like, there's really nothing you can do, but again, be able to continue to do what we're doing here, right? Again, I'm in the year 2022, uh, and we are still talking about the pandemic. I talked about this. If you catch, if you catch my January episode of 2021, I talked about, hey guys, yeah, you know what? I know everyone's thinking the summertime it should be cooling down, but like, I don't think it's gonna. I think it's a 2022 thing. Well, I'm here to make another prediction, guys. I think now we need to start talking about 2023. I think now, especially with the routers going, and mind you, holiday season just came around. So we haven't even really seen the full effects because it always lags. Like we see cases, we see new cases, and then they start trickling up in a hospital once more and more people get sick. So we haven't even felt the brunt in the hospitals as far as new cases. And mind you, when I say we haven't felt the brunt yet, Hospitals are filling up across the country again. ERs are filling up across the country again. You can't even get a home COVID test, right? Like, because they're sold out everywhere. That is how bad it's getting right now in year 2022. So if if that's not ringing any alarm, because I already know by the end of January, February, especially with the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, um, people traveling, like the numbers are going to be absolutely ridiculous. And we just need to be prepared for that, right? So as, as again, I guess I guess I'll start doing my, my shilling. If you are eligible and you have not done yet, if you have not gotten the vaccine yet in year 2022, please, please, please consider getting that vaccine, right? Again, Moderna, Johnson Johnson, uh, Pfizer. Again, I have plenty of videos um, and, and uh, podcast audio to kind of talk about the differences. Check out um, uh, my drbarrypierre.com as well. On my blog, I talked about some of the, the vaccine choices as well. If you're eligible to get the booster, get the booster as well. You know, kids kids are now, you know, and by saying kids, you know, 5 to 11, uh, able to get the Pfizer booster that, that's been uh, authorized. Um, in the next few months, I fully expect to get uh, to see and talk about Moderna becoming officially FDA approved 
in the next few months, we fully expect to see Johnson Johnson becoming FDA approved. Mind you, they already have emergency use, but as far as fully authorized um, uh, FDA authorized, you know, seal approval, that's going to happen. It's not. It's a foregone conclusion. It's more of a when more than an if. And, and that's that's my plea to you as the hospital physician. That's my plea to you, you know, as you know, someone who's been sitting on, you know, this kind of platform, you know, whether you heard me on YouTube, my podcast, the blogs, you know, live streaming somewhere, like in a panel somewhere from the start of the beginning. And it's, again, it's just sad that we're still here at the year going into 2022, going into year where we're we're going to loop right back around and it seems like we haven't learned uh, the lesson that needed to be learned i don't know what to say here um we are likely you know at this rate we will likely cross the million mark as far as those who have died um due to covid and in a year or two right like that's i think that's that's probably gonna be more a foregone conclusion now that we're gonna hit a million like you know i i I wish we, I wish we could say, yeah, you know, there's something we could do, but like, I, I just think at this rate, if if you're going into year 2022 and you still don't believe that COVID is real, you still don't believe that the vaccines actually work, despite the fact that evidence is so much against you saying the opposite. If you still don't believe that, you know, what can you do? Right. I don't know. So I am your surely Dr. Barry Pierre again. Um, thank you for, you know, a wonderful, wonderful 2021. Those who've been uh, rocking and supporting. Um, I'm excited for what we have uh, coming up for you this year. Um, like I said, we'll likely still be talking about a lot of COVID because it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere anytime soon, unfortunately. Right? You guys be blessed. See you guys next week. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board certified internist like always remember to subscribe to the podcast leave us a five-star review and more importantly share this to at least two of the five of your friends and family members that you know that could be empowered with the words that you heard today again so appreciative of all you guys' support see you guys next week